0: Would you like to stand and sing with us, please? Let's worship together.
1: Two, and one, two, three, four. Hail, hail to the newborn King. Beside your fear see you on this first Sunday after Christmas and the first Sunday of winter. Our communion offering next week will be for Human Relations Day. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Job, chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. On another day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them to present himself before him and the Lord said to Satan where have you come from Satan answered the Lord from roaming throughout the earth going back and forth on it then the Lord said to Satan have you considered my servant Job there is no one on earth like him he is blameless and upright a man who fears God and shuns evil and he still maintains his integrity so you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. Skin for skin, Satan replied. A man will give all he has for his own life. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well then, he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. Please join me in prayer. Loving God, we gather in this place today to worship you and give you thanks. We praise you for another week of never-ending love and grace. We especially thank you today for the gift of your Son, Jesus the Christ, who came to save us. As we begin a new season, guide us with your Holy Spirit, that we may share your love and mercy. Amen.
2: Good morning, everyone. Oh my goodness, I wanted to uh, wish you all, I hope that you had a very good weekend, a very wonderful Christmas, and I wanted to thank everybody who supported the Children's Ministry fundraiser. We raised, Rhonda told me the precise number, we raised uh, $546 uh, for a fundraiser this year. Thank you, that's amazing. Um, Half of those proceeds will be split between the San Antonio Food Bank and the Holotus House and Neighborly Service to help out our community this year. And the other half will go towards children's ministry events in 2022. And we want to invite you all to our first event that we're going to have. It's going to be January 15th and 16th. We're calling it our Winter Revive. And yes, it's a revival. We want to head into the new year with hope for the year ahead of us. And to get back down to the basics of what it means to have hope in God and our faith in him. So we will be having a retreat-style event right here at church. You don't have to travel anywhere. We won't make you camp and sleep on the ground. But we're all going to come out here and hang out together, and um, we're going to have fellowship and faith and lots of food. Um, there may be a campfire. All, they'll definitely be fine, but I promise... If you attended our riches event, I, I told Pastor I would not bring back the jello. So there is no jello involved in this event. It's going to be calm and peaceful for wintertime as we look to uh, the hope we have in God. And we truly believe in the idea of intergenerational worship and faith together and to learning and growing together. And that's what these events are created to do. And we hope that you all will consider coming out and joining us for it. At this time, I want to invite an awesome lady up here to do the children's sermon for us.
3: Would the children come down for children's time? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 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 Well, I have a story to tell you. So when I was a girl about your age, I would start saving my allowance in October. So I would have enough money to get a special Christmas present for my mom and my dad. And sometimes my sister Cindy and I would share, we'd put our monies together so we'd have a whole lot more money so we could really get them something special. And this Christmas that I'm going to tell you about was that situation. We put our monies together. And so we went to our dad because we wanted to know exactly what our mom might want for Christmas. We usually got her things like candy or perfume or powder, which are really nice presents But we wanted to get her something extra special, something she really wanted. So we asked our daddy, Daddy, what does Mama want? I don't know. Imagine that. Anyway, but he gave us some really good advice. He said, start listening to your mom, and maybe you can discover what she wants for Christmas. So that's what my sister and I did. We started listening And it was kind of slow going at first because mamas don't usually talk much about what they want or what they need. And one day our mama was driving us to school and she said, oh my goodness, look at that beautiful red berry bush over there. Oh, it's just lovely. I love that bush. Well, my sister and I, we were in the back seat. We weren't paying much attention and whoosh! it just went right over our heads. The next time my mom drove us to school, she said, oh, I wish I knew the name of that red berry bush. It's so gorgeous. Well, my sister looked at me, and I looked at my sister, and we started giggling and laughing and jumping or bouncing up and down on the back seat of the car, because guess what? We knew what our mama wanted for Christmas. So we went home, and we told our dad, And the week before Christmas, he took us to the plant nursery and we went and we bought a red berry bush and it's called a pyracantha, pyracantha. Yeah, pyracantha. So my daddy helped us sneak it into the house and put it behind the Christmas tree. And when Christmas came, we were so excited to give our mother that pyracantha that we couldn't even hardly, we just couldn't wait. We didn't even want to open our own presents And the time came, and our daddy pulled the pyracantha from out behind the Christmas tree, and my mama started to cry. She was so overwhelmed with joy that we had got her something she really wanted. You know, I learned a valuable lesson my sister and I did that Christmas. You know, my daddy used to always say, you have one mouth... And two ears, so you can listen twice as much as you talk. You know, when we're always talking, 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 the center is on ourselves. But when we're listening to others, we can discover so much. We can learn how we can help them. We can just support them in the things that they're going through. And that's a way to show love. You know, Jesus tells us to love one another, and a way to show love is to listen. So we have to remember we have one mouth and two ears so we can help and love others. Can we pray? Dear God, thank you that you've given us one mouth and two ears so we can help and love others. Amen. Good morning.
0: I'll start our rainbows with the rainbow it is to see all of you here on this almost with a rainbow morning, right? You know, it is. As Jenny mentioned in announcements, this is is the first Sunday of winter, right? So we can wear our shorts. So that's a good thing. That's a blessing. But it is good to see all of you here this morning. Praise the Lord. I'd like to lift up everybody that's traveling over the holidays. There are a lot of folks traveling for travel mercies. We want to ask for the Lord for that. Oh, Lord, we pray. And what other rainbows and or rattlesnakes do we have to share with each other this morning? Okay, so we want to lift up those for healing, and we want to lift up your niece's pregnancy. Oh, Lord, we pray. All right, let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this day and all that you bless us with. We thank you for this time of year when we celebrate the birth of our Savior. Lord, we lift up those who are traveling. We lift up those who are away from home over the holidays. We ask that you would watch over all of them Lord, we lift up people anywhere where there is violence. We pray for peace and harmony among your children. We lift up those who don't have the basic necessities of life. Teach those of us, guide those of us who have more than we need to share so that everyone could have what they need. Lord, we lift up the leaders of this country and all the countries of the world that they would seek and do your will. We lift up those who have recently been affected by storms, wherever they are. We lift up those in the middle sections of the United States. We lift up those in the Philippines. We lift up those anywhere who are suffering devastation from storms or earthquakes. Lord, we ask that you would guide all of us with your Holy Spirit. Teach us to be better followers of your Son who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, how many of you, you don't have to raise your hands, but you can if you want to, you know. Feel free. How many of you, went to a Christmas party or celebration recently, maybe a wedding, and you said, what will I wear, you know? Some of you may have even gone out and bought special attire to go to a particular event, right? Well, I've got news for you. The first thing is, you know, there are a lot of people on the earth that don't have much of anything. And I would bet all the money in my pocket that most of us have clothes we don't even ever wear hanging in our closets, right? We have more than enough. Most of us do. And the other thing is, you know, most other people really don't care what you're wearing. They're more concerned, unfortunately, with themselves, right? And they're concerned about what they're wearing, right? So it's an important question. But you know, Scripture answers all our questions. And it gives us directions for life. And it tells us about what is reality and what isn't reality. And it tells us how we should dress, believe it or not. It tells us everything we should do. It tells us how we should conduct our lives. It tells us how we should eat. It tells us how we should dress tells us everything we need, as it says, for life and godliness. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Colossians, the third chapter. And I will, I will also say before I start reading it, uh, if I believe, I believe with all my heart, if those of us who call ourselves Christians would actually conduct ourselves in the manner that is described here, we would see wonderful changes in the world around us, in our community, in our church, in our families if we would but do it. But see, the rub comes in. It's like the story I've told you all about the three frogs, right? You all remember the three frogs, I'm sure. The story goes, there are three frogs sitting on a log, and one of them decided to jump off. How many frogs were left on the log? Three. Because just to make a decision doesn't mean anything. You have to back that decision up with action. You know, sort of like the old cliche, you know, actions speak louder than words. So it's great for us to profess our faith. My experience has been that I, a lot of times, kind of like Rebecca's children's sermon this morning, a lot of times I hear more professing than I see acting. But, it's, but, uh, but again, it's for each and every one of us to do. Consider the word of the Lord So, if, there's that big word, right? The biggest two-letter word going. If, sort of like the frogs in the decision thing. If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with Him in glory. Put to death, could I say, Kill, put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly. Fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient. These are the ways you also once followed when you were living that life. But now, you must get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourself with the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge according to the image of its creator. In that renewal, there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and free, but Christ is all and in all. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. The word of the Lord for the people, of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Gracious and loving God, God who sent your son as a baby to grow and die for us and rise again from the dead, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight our strength, and our salvation. Amen. Well, something is going on today. Uh, Judy, actually, a while back, told me that she wanted to reaffirm her baptismal vows, which which is something we do. You know, those of you who have been in the Methodist church a long time, a lot of times we do that in January. You know, when we have the baptism of Jesus, the liturgical year goes around and we do all these things. Jesus is born, the wise men come to see Jesus, Jesus gets baptized, and then we, we go on through there. But as I was studying the scripture, and I'd picked this scripture out a long time ago uh, before Judy even brought this up, this is one of the ways the Lord works. This is a baptismal passage from the Bible. Clearly, clearly states what's going on and what happens when we are baptized. So we're all, all of us that want to, you know, again, it's, a, it's, it's still a semi-free country. All of us who want to can reaffirm their baptismal vows this morning, which we'll do. But I want us to take a few minutes here to look at this passage and think about what it's telling us to do. The first thing it says there, it says, if you are raised with Christ. If you are raised with Christ. And that's the first allusion to baptism. You know? now, w- now, we in the Methodist church, we baptize in three ways. You can baptize by immersion. You can baptize by being sprinkled. Or you can baptize by having somebody pour a pitcher of water over you. Those are the three ways we choose. But when Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan, and that's a different baptism than the baptism we're talking about, by the way. Those are two different things. But baptism, in, baptizo, speak Greek for crying out loud, in Greek means to immerse. That's what it means. We've, most of us have been rondized, right? We were sprinkled. So uh, that's the rhondize is the Greek word for sprinkle. But the point is, when we are baptized into Jesus, as it talks about here, we die. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, when Christ calls a person, he calls them to die. And that is to die to themselves, right? And I encourage all of you, I've got, I've got several homework lessons for you this morning in addition to your regular homework. I encourage all of you to read sometime today or this week, Romans 6. It talks all about this. Romans 6, 4 says, when we were baptized, we died, right? And then when we come up out of the water, we are raised again to new life. Well, the first thing it tells us to do here is to seek the things that are above, not the things that are on earth. To seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Because again, lest any of you forget, the only reality is God and God's kingdom. Everything else is an illusion. It's fleeting. It's temporary. It passes away which is another reason we really shouldn't worry so much about the material clothes we wear, but what we really ought to wear. Seek the things that are of God first. And then it says if we do that, we've got to get rid of some stuff. We have to kill some things, it says there. Wrath, malice, acts that are ungodly, things like that. We need to, we need to get all of those things out of our lives. And there's another interesting thing there it says too. It says we shouldn't lie to one another, right? We shouldn't lie to one another. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 5 or Exodus chapter 20. We're not supposed to lie to each other. And it says we should what? We've got to be careful about what comes out of everybody else's mouth. No, it says what comes out of your mouth, right? You have to watch what comes out of your mouth. So all of us need to work on controlling our speech and what we say. It says it says to take off the old self, right? It says to take off the old self and put on the new self you see again again clearly a baptismal reference in the early church when folks got baptized they literally came up to the pool or the body of water that they were going to get baptized in and they they took off their clothes they took off their clothes went into the water got baptized and when they came out they were given a new robe a new white robe they put on new clothes altogether they put on the new self and it and it lists some things we should be clothed with their compassion kindness but it goes on to say above all above all that means you know above everything we're to be what? We're to be clothed with love. Clothed with love. Here's your Bible trivia question of the morning. Okay. Most of you know John 3.16, right? Yeah. But do you know 1 John 3.16? 1 John 3.16 says, we know love like this. This is what lo- love is. He laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for others, right? We ought to lay down our lives for others. And when we're clothed in love, we do that. Now, you know, when Jesus was born a little over 2,000 years ago there in Bethlehem, it says Mary wrapped him in swaddling clothes. But you know what? He came clothed in love. Without the swaddling clothes. When Jesus got baptized by John in the Jordan, he was clothed with love. And you don't have to raise your hand on this one either. Does anybody in here do what their dad did for a living? Back in Jesus' time, almost everybody did, you know, when men grew up, they assumed the vocation of their father. That's how I think. There were very few exceptions to that. So here you've got Peter and Andrew, James and John out there fishing, mending the nets, and Jesus comes along, right? He was clothed in love. That's why they followed him. I don't think he had anything in particular to tell them, but they could see. They could see in his eyes. They could see the glow on his face. They could see his demeanor. He was clothed in love. And then after those four guys followed Jesus, Mark tells us that Jesus went to talk to Matthew, a tax collector, right? Everybody's favorite person, even today, right? You know, some things don't change. So Jesus goes and talks to Levi, Levi. The tax collector, it says. And it says, what? said, he said, follow me. And he did. Because he was clothed in love. When Jesus calmed the storm out on the Sea of Galilee, he was clothed with love. When he fed the 5,000, he was clothed with love. When he washed his disciples' feet, The night before he was crucified, he was clothed with love. When he went to the cross and looked down upon the Roman soldiers who were killing him, the people who drove the nails into him, he was dying for them and he was clothed in love. When he saw Mary in the garden after he was raised from the dead, He was clothed with love, and he is today, and he desires that for each of us. Now, when we reaffirm our baptismal vows, we're saying again, we have put on Christ. We have been raised with Christ. If there's anybody in here who hasn't been baptized, talk to me after the service, and we can... If you desire, we can do something about that. But for those of us who have been baptized, this is a great opportunity. Like I said, Judy felt the need to reaffirm her baptismal vows, and it's a good opportunity for all of us also in conjunction with this particular Scripture. So remember, wherever you go, no matter where you are, If you're clothed in love, you're wearing the right thing. Amen. Now go in peace, and as you go, be clothed in love. And do that with the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen.